Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing good now that the uh, the clicking in our ears is gone. Little technical difficulties. Nobody has any idea what we're talking about, but take take two, and this is a little foreshadowing for our Mount Rushmore for next week. Ooh. Nice. I like that. Um, uh, well, I'll tell you this. I forgot the Reese's this week, and I apologize. Uh, I'll be in charge of Reese's next week, and I'll make sure we make up for it with something good. I was going to go with something a little goofy, but I, I'll make sure it's something good this time. Okay. All right. Is there something goofy that would be that Reese's makes? No, just we... something that maybe I wouldn't be a fan of. Instead, I'm going to make it something extra good be, that, that I know is going to get a 9.8 or better. Okay. <laughs> There's a good chance. There you go. And most everything for Adam does. All right. So no Reese's um, on this day, but we do have a ton of NBA going on in the playoffs. Um we, are, we have a Game 5 going on right now as we speak, actually. Uh, and then another Game 5 tomorrow, if you're listening to this, that means there was a Game 5 two nights ago and a Game 5 last night, which means you're probably listening or watching Game 6 on the day of listening to this podcast. But it is what it is. This is Wednesday. What do we got? What's that? What happened? In the, what happened? I'm sorry to react. We can't get – it's only blowouts in the Eastern Conference Again, Finals. how bad it's is it? It's a 20-point game. Celtics are up 20. Celtics are up 20. What? Goodness so goodness. We got to be pretty close. Where are we at? It's the – hold on. That's too small for my eyes to see. We had uh, 8.21 left in the game. That's it, man. That 80, game. 83.60 Celtics now. 83-60. to 60. The Celtics could possibly hold them under 80 points. That would be insane. Again, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we are we're brought to you by the Ohio Mosquito Control. Uh, we offer they offer quality services to the Cincinnati area at reasonable prices. It's family owned and operated professional mosquito control service. that's just a phone call away or you can contact them online to start your personal pest management at Ohio MC.com. Book it all there. They do residential and commercial applications, fully licensed and insured pest control company specializing in mosquito control. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've used them for at least four or five years now, and they do an amazing job. Kids, the only mosquito bites my kids get are when they go to people, other people's houses. And I, when I see a mosquito bite on one of them, especially the one little girl, she gets some bad, big old giant welts. I spread the word every time. Ohio mosquito control. It's worth the 40, 50, however much it is. A month, basically. Very reasonable. Very reasonable for not getting bit ever. So anyway, uh, definitely check them out. Ohio-MC.com. You can do all of the booking there. Or if you want, you can even get a hold of them at 513-347-3594. That's Jason Schmig, my man, to take care of you and uh, mention the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, and you won't get anything in return except really good service. That's right. Don't. Don't mention the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. You'll still get really good service. Same service. (laughs) Guaranteed. Um, So, Adam, we've got the NBA playoffs. We talked about that. Uh, It sounds like the Celtics are going to run away today, which will put them up. um, That'll put them up three games to two Mm -hmm. and untie that series. And um, Jimmy Butler's a little hurt. 
now coming into this. Um, so maybe before we get into this, let's talk about Jimmy Butler a little bit. Okay. Jimmy Butler. How does Jimmy Butler not make any of the three all NBA teams? It's tough, man. Those things, just like the all-star game every year, you're going to leave guys off that you can certainly make a case for and probably deserve to be on them. One of those teams. Uh, it, it's just going to happen that way. I don't know. You know, let me, let me, let me pull this up real quick. So they, okay. So Pascal Siakam's on third team. Uh, they both are at the forward position. I feel like that's one that if you switch that, there's nobody upset about that. Or am I just saying that because he's in the conference finals and he's averaging five more points a night in the playoffs than he is in the regular season? Yeah. I mean, I would have to see their numbers, their regular season numbers compared to each other, but I would have no issue with that. Everybody knows Jimmy Butler is an all-star level player. He's, mm-hmm. he's an all NBA level player. Um, and yeah, you could talk about Pascal Siakam, but here's the other thing. This is what I wanted to talk to you about with the all NBA teams. We're in an era now where it's really technically mostly positionless basketball sure, or very blurred lines with positions. Absolutely. I believe that positions should go out the window for these all NBA teams. I'm a hundred starting now. I love that. I think that's a great idea. And I'm surprised they haven't done some. I mean, the thing is though, is you can get a guy like, like, would they give LeBron a spot at a guard? Like, would they? Could he possibly be a two, three, or four? He should be eligible for all of those. He plays all but, of those. Positions. But that's what I mean. I mean, could he? Like, like, do they ever think of that when they're doing these? I'd have to go back and look at some old teams and see if you know if if there's multiple of these slashing guys, right? Like, you've got Kevin Durant. What do you put Kevin Durant in? He's just a. Is he a four? Because do they go as one, two, three, four, five? Or is it just two forwards, two guards, and in a center? I think that's what it is. I think it's two guards, two forwards, and a center, just like like all star voting. Um, but yeah, I mean LeBron. There are a bunch of guys now that can go from really from one to four. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, you're looking look at the games right now. I mean, Jimmy Butler can play the one, two, or three, or he four. can they defend. Can, they go small, and he can defend the four as well, too. And he could be four if he. They went small, I guess, technically, but um, you've got guys like like Luca, who they do it all the time. He's got the ball in his hand, bringing the ball up the court most of the time for the Mavs. LeBron's been doing it for 20 years, bringing the ball up as a 6'7", 6'8", power forward slash small forward slash guard, whatever you want to call him. The, I mean, Kevin Durant is the same way. He might be just as fast at seven foot as some point guards in the NBA are with the ball in his hand. I don't know that he's the fastest human being out there, but with a ball in his hand, he is equally as fast as a lot of people. Yeah. So I'm with you on this. I love this idea. And the biggest thing that sticks out is Joel Embiid not making first team all NBA. Yeah. And now isn't there something to contracts too? Now isn't, isn't um, all NBA teams, isn't that part of what a max what max deal you can get as a veteran and as a and uh, you know you've got your veteran max deals where if you're with the same team for so long and you're on the all NBA team and there's different things that make your max deal a different number and I'm pretty sure being on that all NBA team is one of those things and if that's the case a guy like Jimmy Butler might be upset or a guy like Joel Embiid who feels like I should be 
on first team, but they put, but they got to put Jokic on there because he's the MVP. And to me, he was number two in the MVP race. How's he not first team all NBA? Right. Yeah. I, you know, because you can say, and you always, anytime you want to complain about somebody not making an all NBA team, an all, an all-star team or whatever, like you did, you, you said, Pascal Siakam, I can switch those two. Mm-hmm. You got to find somebody. You can't just you can't be Adam Schmidt and have fifteen guys on the first team All NBA. Right. You got to have it's five. Devin Booker's awesome. He had a great year. That's the guy I take off and put Joel Embiid on. Yeah, on I'm team. totally fine with that. Yeah. Who's the rest of them on there? Who else is on that first team? Luka Doncic. He deserves it. Jason Tatum. He deserves it. Giannis, obviously, and Jokic. And Jokic. Yeah. yeah. So and then Devin Booker. So so you put Embiid on. So who's in the, who's on the second team? You got Embiid. You got Embiid. You have Kevin Durant. You have Demar Derozan. You have John Morant, and you have Steph Curry. Well, once again, I mean, even what about a guy like 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 uh, Kevin Garnett? What do they have him as in that? I don't. What what position does he technically play there? Kevin Did I say Durant. Kevin Gar- Garnett? <laughs> Kevin Durant, they're about the same size anyway. Kevin Garnett would be a, a forward for sure. Yeah, what would Kevin Durant be? <laughs> also a forward. Okay, <laughs> so, but I mean, it's hard to leave him. I mean, he was hurt a lot, but how do you leave him off of the, off of that, all off that, that uh, because of Giannis? So he doesn't get on there because of Giannis? I mean, you're talking about Embiid or, or Jokic. I think he's better than Tatum. Don't you think he's a better... Yeah, I think if you're taking one of those guys off, I think I take Tatum off. If you're putting Durant on right, first right, team, no, I'm no, no, I agree. Tatum. What I'm saying is the reason he didn't make it is because Giannis is ahead of him. Is the way I see it, right? Yeah, but if you're only if you're going two forwards, not necessarily power forwards. Okay, if you're just going forwards, I, I'm pretty sure that's how they do it. So then, I mean, because John so Morant your... and Steph Curry are on the same. Are they both shooting guards? Are they both point guards? That's the, that's my whole point. Right. Why this? Okay. So what's your what's your first team? Looking at that, what's your first team? What's your first? Who's your all NBA first team? There we go. I got it out. I'm okay with the way it is. I think I would just keep it simple and put Embiid on there and put Booker down on the second team. You wouldn't take Tatum and drop Tatum down and put Kevin Durant in for him. No, no, not okay. this year. I mean. Obviously, career-wise, well, but I mean, career is not even close. Yeah. But okay, I, I, I think a lot of people would talk about Ja and Steph uh, being Possibly. on that team instead of Devin Booker as well, and I, maybe even instead of Luca. I'm going to tell you right now, the year that Ja Morant had, he he half deserved to be there over a guy like Booker. But Booker, if you look at his numbers, old boy put up numbers all year long. He did, he did. He he doesn't do. And he's the, in Phoenix. I know they're the number one team and all that stuff, but you just don't, you still don't hear about, you, you know, what do you, who, what are the teams you hear about? You hear about more about the Knicks who were the, they didn't even make the playoffs more than you hear about the Phoenix Suns at some points. Yeah. Yeah. He was on a, on a very good team. So he's going to get, that's, I think that might be why, because of their team success. That's probably a big reason why he was voted first team. I'll tell you what, I would put Chris Paul on that first team before I would put Devin Booker on that first team. I, this has become a, a, a Devin Booker bash. Show Are we hold on reason. a second? But did, I, did 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 the did the Kendall Jenner curse just hit Devin Booker right here live on the Nosebleed Sports Podcast? I already forgot about that. 
yeah, I think it did. I'm I think not, it did. There is definitely a Kardashian curse or a Jenner curse or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, I think so. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Devin. You got to make a choice. Are you are you are you on the on the nosebleed sports podcast All NBA first team or are you with Kendall Jenner? Yeah, you'll make the right decision. We know. <laughs> <laughs> that was my that was my only point. I wanted to I, I kind of wanted to bounce that off of you and see what you thought about taking positions away from this thing. You can have five centers if you want to. You can have five point guards or whatever you want to call. Them. Just put the five best players that you think on that first team, the next five best on that second team in 11 through 15 on that third team. I like it. I'm good with that. Do you think LeBron deserved to be uh, on any of these lists? He's on, he's the third yeah. team, all yeah. NBA. For sure. He, he deserved to be on that third team. He still put up huge numbers and, and I mean, his team stunk, but, and you, you expect because he's done Is that it. why? Because he's done it before with worse, not worse teams, but with he's done it before with teams that stunk and still took them. That's the thing. Like you, you, we've come to expect him to be that big a difference maker where he can go from a team that wins 30 games in a year and jump them up 25 wins the next year if he, if he goes to that team. Yeah. Uh, cause he's done it all, all of his career, but, uh, it didn't happen. They, they had all kinds of stuff happen this year. Everybody was hurt. It, for a while it was i mean they had so many injuries they had so much stuff going on and they just weren't good they just didn't play well they they stunk on defense they their effort stunk it, it was for whatever reason it didn't work out uh unfortunately frank vogel got the blame for that for some reason but anyway did they end up hiring somebody yet i haven't even seen that have, i don't has there been a hire yet no they haven't hired anybody yet they have not um but you're going to get somebody new there and, and it's, you know, I, I'm sure the, the idea is going to be a lot of people are going to think LeBron is going to have something to do with whoever comes because, you know, Ty Lue, a couple other guys that he had come on when, when uh, like uh, Blatt, uh, what was his name? David Blatt. David Blatt. He was he was like, this Joker, get, get this Joker <laughs> get out of this, here. Get this Russian ding dong out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so I, you would think that he's going to have something to do with it. Maybe, maybe not, but they're going to bring somebody in there that I, I think that he's going to be comfortable with. I mean, I, isn't I, that what they did this time? I don't know. I, I, maybe they hired some assistants, Jason Kidd being there. Um, who was it? Um, there was another assistant there that, uh, I don't know. Um, well, kids not leaving Dallas. No, I, I, yeah, I would never leave Luca right now to go to LeBron, right? I mean, that doesn't even make the sense. The job that Jason Kidd has done, <laughs> Dallas Mavericks roster, who, if you look at it, for most people who are just kind of like fringe NBA fans, they'd be like, Luka Doncic, I've heard of him, never heard of any of these other guys. Uh-huh. That's pretty impressive. They've gotten really good play out of some of these guys. Reggie Bullock is a three-point sharpshooter now. and I mean, they've got... Din Spencer Dinwiddie can score, but um, uh, Jalen Brunson has become. I put Jalen Brunson on the third team before I put LeBron for sure. Um, <laughs> Jalen had a phenomenal year, but yeah, I, I just I think it's time to go away from positions on these uh, All Star games too. Now you're probably going to want to put together a roster where you have guards and you have bigs, but 
it'll ha- that'll happen naturally, I think. But all NBA teams where you don't actually compete against each other, yeah, positions are positionless. Finished. No reason for it. I'm 100% with you. I think they do it. I, th- I think that's a, a phenomenal idea. I think they need to make it happen. So speaking of first team Jason Tatum, they're probably going to go on to a 3-2 lead like you mentioned earlier. This is blowing my mind, Chris. How can the Eastern Conference Finals have five blowouts? It's insane. It is, and it's not just the Eastern Conference Finals. This has been happening all playoffs. And yep. you know the worst part about this? This is what NBA haters think of the NBA. So they, the NBA haters are, are loving this. They're, See, I told you, what's the point? Why do I want to watch it? Nobody, it's always a blowout. Nobody's a, man, I'm telling you right now that I hate that this is happening. Number one, for that reason. But number two, I bet I've, I have not watched the fourth quarter of any of these games, of the, of the Celtics Heat games. I've, I've watched a few fourth, fourth quarters of any games in the playoffs. Because there's, it's, they're not enjoyable to watch in the first half. Game four of the Western Conference Finals was just last night from the time we're recording this. Dallas got up by 29 points in the third quarter. Third quarter. <laughs> and I turned it off. I, I, text, I was texting with my brother. He wasn't watching it, watching it. I told him what was going on with the game. I turned it off at that point. He turned it on at that point. And oh, so geez. he's texting me and, and, and uh, Golden State takes their starters out, puts the end of their bench in, and they make a 25-point run or, yeah, or a 20-point run or whatever. And, and they come back and cut it to, to eight, seven or eight or whatever it was. So I turned it back on when it was – they cut it to like 14, I think. It and, was too, uh, still too much. Yeah, but they ended up putting those guys back in at the end of the game and they had a chance and uh, just didn't – it was just a little bit too much. but. It just, oh my gosh, man. It, it's, this is, I don't remember any playoffs in the past having this many blowouts. And it's very disappointing because I'm the same. I'm, I'm like, I don't even, I, I love watching all this, but it's, I, I'm not going to watch a 30 point game. I'll tell you this though. Luca last night was real fun to watch. Yep. He sure was. He was. Um, and those guys, those guys that we, uh, <laughs> those guys that we just mentioned, Dallas has just been – they've been impressive because it is kind of fun to see those guys step up and, and like, everybody kind of contribute. You're going to have your superstar. Luca is as good as anybody in the league, and that's fun to watch. Yeah. But when he makes great passes and Reggie Bullock or, or whomever are, are knocking down threes, that's huge. And that was – by the way, the big difference last night is they finally shot the ball really well. Yeah. But the one thing is when a team goes up, so no team has ever been up 3-0 in a series and lost the series ever in NBA history. Once a, once a series, even if it's a team that I'm rooting for over another one, once a series gets to 3-0, I'm ready for the series to be over. I, I don't need to extend. You yeah. know I'm Mr. Game 7. Yep. Once it's 3-0, Finish it out, finish it out. And I, I didn't see, I, I just turned the game on that game five on game four on the Western conference finals late in the game. And so I didn't get to see a lot of it, but they were already up by a lot and they extended it. They made it a lot more. So I was like, 
Here Never we mind. Go. Mm-hmm. Never mind. I'm just gonna watch whatever it was, Family Guy, or I forget what I was watching. There you go. Another uh, the the same Family Guy episode fifteen times. In I've a seen row. all of them. I've seen them all a hundred times. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what. The I think the only thing I've done that with is maybe Seinfeld. Like my wife can watch Friends a billion times. I, there's not a lot of shit. Like if I've seen it, man, click click. I'm seen this, seen this, seen this. I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm getting more of the clickies here as of late. I don't I don't hmm. sit and watch a lot of old stuff. Andy Griffith show. Well, yeah. I, every you know, every episode. I'll tell you a thousand times. I, you know, when I was working, we had me TV is like one of the few stations you could get. And, you know, Gunsmoke uh, mm-hmm. would come on. And then right after Gunsmoke was um, uh, Bonanza. And, you know, so it was. We'll leave it to Beaver, maybe. Yeah. I, well, those two were always on back to back. That was this thing when I was at lunch. It was those two at that time. So I think I've seen every Gunsmoke episode. I've seen every. <laughs> Uh, I, you can see, cause it goes in order, right? Like they put them on in order and then all, like after a couple of years of watching it every single day, you see when it changes, like, Oh, Adam went to San Francisco. Oh, we only got a couple more seasons left and we'll be right back to black and white again. And you knew when it was going to happen when Adam goes to San Francisco, which Adam belonged in San Francisco. <laughs> we all, we were all pretty sure for a while, you know, that's one of those things where, you know, you, sometimes you just don't need to tell anybody. Sure. You just know. And it's like, it's no big deal, man. It's all good. I never had a girlfriend, nothing like that. You know, little Joe, little Joe always had a girl. Even Hoss had a girl. Mm-hmm. Adam never happened. Yeah. So Adam went to San Francisco, never saw him again. Then Candy came on. You know anything about Bonanza? You watch Bonanza <laughs> at all? No. I feel bad. I'm talking about Adam, <laughs> but it's just what you know, it was. Big brother Adam, man. He was head of the household. There you go. That's all I got. We've got. <laughs> That's all I got on Bonanza. We Adams, we are, uh, we're San Franciscan types sometimes. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I guess so. Yeah. Guess or right. could be mistaken for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adam, you know, there is something I want to say. I kind of feel bad for you, but I had a little situation the other day. Uh, we went first off, we go to BW3s. Hmm, I'm right? sorry. Yeah, exactly. I've been there in about two or three years, and there's a reason why I haven't been there. But it was a birthday that somebody that's where they wanted to go. So that's where we went. I know. Trust me, nobody else wanted to be there. <laughs> uh, we actually know the manager there. Okay. You know, know the manager and saw him out there and was talking to him for a minute. And we walk in and they said, uh, How many people you got? We said, We got 12. Or we said, We had 11. Well, There's 11 of us. And uh, she says, I'm sorry, we can only seat six. Uh, we can't push tables together. I guess COVID's still around still, so they can't get too many people or whatever. Well, the, the boss man's out there with us, and he's like, no, nah, you guys are good. And she goes, so so she goes, well, I'm sorry. Well, but we can only do 12. And my mother-in-law looks at her and goes, are you being serious? <laughs> like, huh? Like, what's going on here? Is this somebody punking me? Like, we have 11, but the table holds 12. What is going on? Like, this really happened. Like, this girl... It's okay. You can so like like let them sit. Like let us sit there. We'll, be, we'll just give us a water for the twelfth chair. I don't know what's this lady's problem. She needs you to pick one up. Like it's pickup basketball. I, don't know. I guess we just wait for the next person to come in. So anyway, service. Hey, we need one. The the lady, the girl who was serving us. God love her. She was busy. Uh, I get the whole busyness and the food. 
half our food came out and I'm not kidding. 35 minutes later, the other half of the food came out one on the table left. It's not her fault. That's not her fault. All that stuff. Right. So needless to say, we were there for a while. Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of not having cocktails at this moment. Right. So I get a water, all the kids get their little kitty drinks and we probably got one, two, three, four, maybe five alcoholic beverages between the 11 people. They all got refills whenever they wanted. They never refilled a kid's drink. Never asked me if I wanted another water. Bro, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> like, I never have an issue getting a refill. They always want that money to add up, you know, but you get a water and it just kind of stays there until you got, I ate every piece of ice out of it. Like, I'm just like waiting. It was bad. And I didn't ask. I know I felt bad. Like, she was so busy. That she would just say, you guys, can I get you one? You need one? one? Okay, okay, okay. And then turn around and leave before you could even say anything to her. Mm. It was rough. That's tough. That's tough to watch Watch people uh, struggle like that when they're busy. I sometimes will go, like if I go to a bar or something especially, I will, I will order a Sprite or lately it's ginger ale. If you have ginger ale, I'll ask for that first. If you don't have, I'll get a Sprite just because I don't want I don't want to have to say, can I have a water at the bar? Right, right. Because you're not paying for anything. Water's going to be right. free. At least you got, you got a pop and you're, you know, here's, feel, your, here's your five bucks, whatever. Get out. I feel guilty about it for some reason, but yeah, yeah I, I'm, I don't know. Sometimes you got to flag somebody down for a water refill, but ugh, I feel for you, bro. Especially it sounds like at the old, uh, BW's yeah. Yeah. God, that's BW3s. Can we get some chicken to go with the breading? Can we do that? Just a little bit of chicken to go with all that breading. I'm pretty sure last time I went there, I got boneless wings or boneless nuggets or whatever they want to call them. And I got one on the, and it looked pretty good. And I was like, Ooh, and I throw it in my mouth and it was just fried breading. <laughs> That's it. I got an entire thing of fried breading and they counted that as a wing. Oh, <laughs> so bad, man. Mm. Oh, so uh, you know who does a great job though with with chicken even throughout the chicken shortage which uh chicken wing shortage which is going to foreshadow our, our okay. netflix or our comedy special for I've, next week i've seen the preview yep uh so uh even through the chicken wing shortage and everybody's getting smaller wings and everything's going crazy dude roosters is the place to go you get boneless wings at roosters you don't need more than five Five boneless wings are like 12 regular wings somewhere else. I'm glad you said that. I need to go there more often because I also you got family over there. You know the manager. My my cousin is the manager. I say hey, hi I, to her every time we go in. Maybe that's why I get such good service over. There you go. Uh maybe. I I we on weekends were I'm pretty over. sure she has no idea who I am when I say hi to her either. Eh. She might. I don't know. But I say you're, you're Jared. The whole family was in there one day. Oh. And I was in there and I said hi to said hi to the whole family. Aunt, uncle, uh, you cousins. All the cousins were there. The little ones were there. They had a whole group of them. Family outing. Yep. Nice. I do, yep. Yeah, I do need to go there a little more often because they've got other stuff. I mean, I've heard their wings are great, but I've, I've been there once and I had a burger. I think it was pretty good. Yep. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Shout out Roosters. All right. Well, what do you got anything? What about so? Do you got any anything else to close out this NBA playoffs? We got a lot to figure out still. I, you know, it it feels weird that we're in Game Five, and whoever wins this game, which is probably going to be the Celtics, it sounds like, is not winning the series in five. 
We're going to at least six. So there's a there's a decent chance we go to seven games and there have not there's not been one good game. This might be a long series. Not mm-hmm. one good game. Doesn't mean it was any good. I mean, maybe you had some good first halves or something like that, but yeah. here and there, but for the most part, it's been it's just been blowouts, man. Just like it's not fun. Whoever's really locked in on defense and whoever's just not making threes that game or whatever, yeah. I guess. It's a, what about in the West? I like I said, I was I was wanting to I was ready for Golden State to close it out in game four. They didn't do it. They got uh, Dallas shot the lights out. Um that's yeah. not gonna maybe it could happen again, but after that, I mean it's not they're not gonna win four straight games. You think Luca's you think Luca's going down, you're going with Steph. Yes. All right. So you've got who do you got in the East then? You still going Celts? Is that what you said before? At this point, yeah, yeah I would say, yeah. I would say the Celtics. All right. This, this is going to be back to back Celtics blowouts. Yeah. So the momentum's on their side, certainly. Yeah. For certainly. I agree. Yeah. For certainly. Uh, I'm going to take the maps. I think they go four straight. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm dead serious. Luca's in, Luca's in a whole different world. He, he caught fire the other night. The scratch across his face is healing. I think we're ready to go. How are your scratches? Oh, they're they're doing much better, much better. The top Ooh, one is still. Oh, that looks disgusting. Yeah, that's still kind of like a uh, the top the top one. Where, did I tell the story on the podcast how I got these? You did. I did. Okay, I so. so so the dog uh, the dog reached up that I saved its life. Um, you know, just that's what I do: save dogs' lives. Okay. Uh, although he did get me pretty good. The top one that is not healing at all, like I thought it would, but it's like in a crease of your elbow. So that. it's always like popping it. I feel like a dinosaur or something with that. It looks like dinosaur skin, even though nobody knows what dinosaur skin look like because we've never seen it. Uh, so I'm pretty sure it's probably like a lizard, right? We figured it's like a lizard. Hey, the new uh, Jurassic Park movies is coming out. Yeah. So I heard that there's some dinosaurs that had like feathers. There were bird dinosaurs, right? Yeah, but I mean, lived on the ground had feathers, right? No, oh. am I wrong about that? Or maybe they had fur. What if dinosaurs had fur? What if, what if, like a Tyrannosaurus Rex just had like one feather at the top of his head, <laughs> almost like a horn, <laughs> oh, like awesome. a feather horn? <laughs> and nobody knew it because we've never seen it. It just disintegrates yeah. over time. Yeah, yeah, that's so awesome. <laughs> that's, that wasn't fossilized for some reason. Yeah, I love every <laughs> bit of that. That's awesome. <laughs> I hope. Or that's like a, or like a Brontosaurus. Just was that the one with the real long neck? Yeah, sure. We just had like one in the center of its neck coming just, out. Just, just like well, on both sides. On both sides. They both had some sides. equilibrium. Man. We need was, some equilibrium on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> it was symmetrical. <laughs> we had some, I think it was good there. All right. Yeah. All right. A couple feathers on the on the birds. Uh, there you go. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Well, I'll tell you what. Do you have anything else on uh, – what, what, I mean, you – you're saying Dallas. I'm being serious too. I really think that so Luca Dallas can put seven. this team on their back and and make something of it. I think they can. I think it's possible. Anything's, it's possible for the Mavs possible. to win four straight games. Is it possible for that Golden State team to lose four straight games? Man, see, that's where it gets tough. That's the tough one. Um, yeah, with everybody playing, you, the way Wiggins is playing and pool and and obviously Steph and Clay. I mean, that team is loaded. Clay's really starting to shoot the bit. When he came back earlier in the season, it took him a while to get going. He's he's in rhythm. He's I think he shoot he looks way better shooting the ball. He's in rhythm. Yeah. And and Steph is 
Steph. Not really slowing down either. Steph Curry is insane. Steph Curry, we'll never. uh, Do you think we'll ever see another Steph Curry? I kind of do. You do? As weird as that is to say, I don't know when, but I I mean, like, we still have never seen another Michael. I mean, we've had some close attempts, right? Like Kobe was was getting there. Mm-hmm. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe was as close prob- probably when mentality and all that stuff as it gets. Uh, Shaq. I don't know that we'll ever see another Shaq. Shaq was a incredibly athletic, huge human being who could not be stopped. We've got a lot of athletic big guys, but none of them with the body of Shaq, right? Like Joel and B might be the closest thing that I can think of in recent history to be that good or, but I still feel like Shaq might have been might might be more athletic than even Joel Embiid. Look at him back when he was a young dude running up and down the court that he could do. Shaq could do a lot in his prime. He could, yeah. I mean, he could dunk hard. He could dunk really hard. He shot from all around. I mean, I mean, within 10, 12 feet, but he didn't need to shoot from anywhere else. It was so there's no point. What, what's the point of shooting from anywhere else if you've if you go at such a high percentage where you're at. He, yeah. I mean, he, especially in LA used that giant body to, but think about in, think and, about in, in Dallas or in Dallas in Orlando or even in college, you watch a student college, the athleticism mm-hmm. is off the charts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for, yeah, for his size, he was, he was, but he, he could so, move. so my, I guess my point is, you always see people that get close to things, but do you ever see that person again? Do you ever see something like that? Will that be there again? I don't know. I mean, we might we might say that at the end of Embiid's career. Are we ever going to see uh, another Joel? Are we ever going to yeah. see a Yana, another Yana? Dirk, Dirk, I mean, kind of pushed a big uh, barrier for that kind of size guy who could put his back to the basket and dominate you down low. And then go out and take five threes and hit four or five from the from three as well. So I don't know. I don't know how we got onto this topic, but <laughs> Steph Curry, Steph Curry, that's how we did it. Yeah. I just don't Steph, he is such a different type of player in the way the ball comes out of his hand mm-hmm. in every situation is I don't know. It's it's yeah, I don't think we've seen a shooter at that level like that ever before, obviously, but with the way that young people practice that stuff now yeah it just i i think that somebody's going to be an unbelievable shooter that gets shots off like that that makes 35 footers consistently that you know can be off balance and make it can have guys in his face and make it it's i don't know I don't know. I, I, I do kind of feel like we're going to see something similar to that, yeah. but I'm sure enjoying that. Now I would, I would still say that he's, I would still say that he's my favorite player in the league. Is he really Steph Curry? Yeah. Luca. I think Luca right now is my favorite player in the league. I love watching Luca play. It's a lot like Jokic where it's like, how, how is somebody not guarding him easily 24 seven? How mm-hmm. does he create space and yet look so slow? How does he get by people and yet look like he was walking? That's what I think about him and Jokic when I watch them play. Yeah. And it, that to me, and then to throw in the shots he does make, he did yesterday, last night's game. I was watching some highlights the other day, uh, this morning, and I didn't even notice it when it happened. But he took a shot 
they called a foul and he takes a shot from three and he throws it like straight up in the air. And it was like, Oh, that was weird. And oh, did it, bounce it bounced and, and went in. Yeah. And it was like, Luca could not miss last night. <laughs> they were when live, they showed that and he just threw it up. I think they were even like kind of zooming out or whatever. It bounced and it went up and bounced on the rim once, I think. And yeah. then, and, and it cut away to something else. I'm like, Oh my God, did that, that was going to go in. in. <laughs> And then, then nobody ever said anything yeah. about it or anything, but they, uh, they must did. Have yep. It. I saw a video of it today. It went in. I can tell, I can guarantee you it went in. Yeah. He, he likes Steph Curry. Steph Curry makes shots like that all the time. Yep. He makes those circus shots. He, that's part of his warm up. I think he, his, his warm up is, we probably said this before, is like the Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, uh, uh, batting practices back yep. in those days. People go get to games early just to watch him warm up and you can see when they show that stuff you can see people like with their phones up and like cheering or ooing and eyeing when he makes that that floater where he throws it underhand 50 miles in the air yeah and it goes it comes down and goes in it doesn't touch anything but that um so yeah that uh, uh, he's just impressive he's he's impressive to watch yeah and I love that these guys are guys we we're in this we're in this time certainly I'm sure there are guys that aren't great in the league we're in this time though that almost all the superstars seem like really likable guys Steph Curry is yep. super likable yep Luca when he's not in the referees much better at that he's 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 pretty likable when he talks you know to the media and stuff he's always joking he's around before games Giannis is really good at that stuff yep um I, you you have some really good super, Jokic is Jokic is a big jokester. Yep. It's really cool to see the guys that are the most fun to watch be guys that it doesn't seem like they're they're getting in trouble. They're not getting in trouble. It seems like they wouldn't get in trouble. Um, who knows what happens out? You know, which is doors, which is funny because if you think about the the outgoing right, the outgoing superstars, LeBron, Durant, Kyrie. Harden, you know, uh, uh, Russell Westbrook. You look at these, the guys that are getting, they may still be in their prime, but they're on the backside, right? Uh, 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 CP3, Mm -hmm. all guys that have had some kind of controversial issues in their career. So I don't know if it's just because we're catching these dudes so early and they're all very young, Mm -hmm. but then again, Steph's been around for a long time. So uh, outside of whatever kind of thing he's got going on with his old lady, where everybody thinks they're in some kind of open relationship or something, which is totally fine with me. Uh, he's never been in any kind of controversy that I can ever think of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's yeah. I, I love that. I love that part. I love that part, but that's cool. I, I, that, I, I agree with you to see this younger new stars of, of even John Morant is the same kind of way, right? Like John Morant, when I, every time I've seen him talk, he seems to be a pretty, fun guy or a decent you know at least a decent guy i don't know could be wrong about that i don't see him talk nearly as much but he's another one of those guys that i would love to see this generation of stars just if luca can stop yelling at the refs i think we've got a really good chance yeah yep um nba is in good hands it, it's not showing itself in this year's playoffs <laughs> but the nba is in good hands yeah, moving exactly. forward all right, let's go on, Chris. To uh, let's let's move on to some baseball because your Mount Rushmore, <clears throat> excuse me, 
for this week was the Mount Rushmore of base stealers. Base stealers. Correct. Uh, not necessarily the top four most stolen bases. Not, not Nothing like that. Your four favorite guys or the best steal at base stealers, if you want to call it that. What, however you want to do it. Your top four base stealers. I'm so excited. To this is really tough because there's there's a lot of guys who at certain points of their careers were really good base stealers because you lose speed. Speed is something that does not stay with you forever. Unless, unless you are the greatest base stealer of all time. Yeah, that's true. Ricky Henderson could steal 50 bases at 70. I truly believe it because that man got a better jump than anyone I've ever seen in my life. I was watching video. He's going back to the base before the pitcher knows that he's going to throw over at him and then takes off before the pitcher even flinches anything. It, the, the, it was almost like he could read the pitcher's mind when he was at first base. Some of these videos of him stealing when the pitcher hasn't moved, like, you know, mo- most of the time you're looking and you're kind of going on that, on that, on that front leg or you're going on or getting back on the back leg for right-handed pitcher or so on and so forth. And he would leave before that and he would get a lead that was so far from the base. You almost felt like the pitcher had to throw over. Like, how do you not throw over when a guy's 12 feet off the base? And he knew exactly when you're throwing back at him and he knew exactly when to go. That dude right there, by far, if he's not on your Mount Rushmore of base stealers, then you shouldn't have a Mount Rushmore of base stealers. He's number one. Is he on yours? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> funny, funny. We all know he's on there. The rest was kind of tough, though, because it's a whole bunch of old cats when baseball was different. So I'll tell you who I'm going to put on there. Okay? So I was doing some research. Mm-hmm. And... uh I'm going to put on a fellow by the name of Billy Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And when I say the name Billy Hamilton, most people think of the Reds base stealer. Now, this is a total joke, obviously. I really am going to put Billy Hamilton, the Reds base stealer, on my Mount Rushmore list because oh. he really was one of the funnest people to watch steal bases that I have ever seen. To, to see a guy who could – he he – he tug up from third in a major league baseball game on a foul ball to the first baseman. That is insane. Like that doesn't happen. That's not normal. It's 90 feet away. And a guy that can probably throw at least 60, 75. You're, you're out every time. Not, not Billy. Billy Hamilton could be on first base and still on a single. Like those kind of things are fun. Right, the, just a different type of speed. So putting him on there, number three, number three. So there, by the way, there's a really old guy who's like in the top three, and I think he's second all time. Yeah, uh, on uh, base stealing, and his name is Billy Hamilton. He also played in like 1904 or something like that. Yeah, um, 1888 to 1901. Oh, there you go. So uh, that's not regular baseball to me so that doesn't count uh oh okay so this is going to be interesting okay i'm not doing any old timers i got no old timers okay this is my mount rushmore i'm keeping it mine when i was a kid my favorite base stealer in baseball was rock reigns 
Tim Raines, you that was the guy back in the day, uh, just a little older than Ricky, I want to say, just a hair older than Ricky, maybe. <clears throat> maybe he was just around the same age. I don't know. But they played around the same time, and those two were as much fun to watch on the bases as you get. And Rock Raines was a rock, dude. They called him Rock for I mean, dude was stout, quick as light. His first step was insane. So I'm going Billy Hamilton, Ricky Henderson, Rock Raines. Now, this is tough because I told you my Maury Wills story. Mm-hmm. And Maury Wills was a phenomenal did I tell the story on the podcast about Maury Wills or was that offwards where I talked to him when I worked for U.S. Bank? Maybe I didn't say it here because it was probably kind of a HIPAA violation on stuff. No, no, no I'd say I said it. it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think I, somewhere I still have Maury Wills' phone number if he's even alive. Um, but I didn't put him on there. Lou Brock, obviously, that's who Ricky broke the record uh, for single season steals was Lou Brock. I mean, that's a tough one. You, you know, that's awesome. Um, you got Vince Coleman out there vince coleman was maybe because he played for the cardinals i wasn't a big fan uh i believe he was on our ugliest man competition back in the back in the early days of the podcast vince coleman was a pretty ugly dude i think um but i'll tell you who i'm putting on number four he's not on anybody's lists of anything but so okay let's go one other person the Reds have had some super fast people on their team. Like mm-hmm. they've had some incredibly speed, incredible speedsters. Drew Stubbs was one of my favorite people to watch. He didn't, I feel like he didn't always steal, but his, he was lightning fast. Mm-hmm. I still to this day believe. Well, he's never on base. That's why you didn't. Well, that might be why. And which is weird that I would put Billy Definitely. Hamilton on there, I guess, because of his minor league career. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you the fastest human being I've ever seen run around the bases in my life. I've seen that. I saw this dude get a couple triples in my, when I was younger and I don't know how he did it. Do you have any idea what I'm going with? I think I might do. You want to say it? Go ahead. Deion Sanders. It's Deion Sanders. (laughs) Prime time. I love that he played for the Reds. I wish I was like more aware of it at that time. (laughs) Yeah. The fact that we got to see prime. Play for the Reds. And when he apparently something crazy happened and he left baseball for a year or two and then came back to the came back and was playing for the Reds. And in his first game, he got a hit in his first at bat. He stole a base. His next at bat, he hit a home run. He was like the dude. It was insane. He had like three stolen bases and a home run in his first game back after not playing baseball for a year. It's insane. Um, But that man right there, I watched him hit a ball. And he got the third standing on a ball that never hit a wall. Just went to the corner and the, the, the right fielder fielded the ball and threw the ball in. And he had a stand-up triple. <laughs> I love that. That's insane. Normally, you get a triple, the ball's bouncing around and some crazy stuff is happening out there. This dude hits a ball. It wasn't a hard hit ball, but it sneaks, you know, sneaks around, hits over into the corner, goes over into the corner fielded before it hits anything fielded fine and clean thrown in and he's standing on third not even slide unbelievable so i'm putting dion on there too all right i i that's my favorite thing about this that's what i really wanted to do is is get the guys with the best stories i the bait i mean you can watch you know guys steal bases all day and stuff but i love the stories yeah um uh who was it um 
the from from the Negro leagues that the the thing about he could get the he could get in bed before the light he could turn the light switch off and get in bed before yeah. the lights actually went yep. out. It was a cool Papa Bell. Yes, or, I think it was uh, cool Papa Bell, yeah. So so I love the stories like that about guys being really fast. Obviously that's a that's a, a joke story, but like but that tells you how so fast, fast he is. Yeah, he's so fast he turned the light off, be in bed before or he, he turned the light switch down, be in bed before the light was off. Yeah. And I love the the hearing like this guy walked or hit a single and then stole second and third on the next two pitches and stuff like, like Ricky rally. That was a Ricky rally. Right. I mean, there was a thing called a Ricky rally. Yeah. He would lead the game off, walk, and be on third in four pitches. I want to tell you, Chris. We know that our phones listen to us, right? Yeah. You say you you you, you say something like like uh, man, I you know I I gotta get um, you know I, I gotta I gotta go buy a, an outrageous bar, a Reese's outrageous yep. bar. You pick up your phone. You're gonna have an ad on the next app you open yep. for a Reese's outrageous bar, yep. right? We mentioned Ricky Henderson when we talked about doing this last week. He popped up on my phone so many times this past <laughs> week. It was the weirdest thing. I'm like, oh god. So I I saved a few of these things, just little things like Ricky Henderson had three seasons with at least 20 home runs and 65 stolen bases. The rest of player, the rest of the players in Major League Baseball have had two combined. How many has he had? Three. In the rest of Major League Baseball ever, there's only been two. Two combined. Uh, Ricky Henderson walked 796 times in his career when he was leading off an inning. That's more times just leading off an inning than Lou Brock, Roberto Clemente, Luis Aparicio, Ernie Banks, Kirby Puckett, or Ryan Sandberg walked in their entire careers. Uh, See, now that's not too fair. But that's, I, I don't think well, that's really fair. Because some of those guys. Well, some of them are great players, but that just means they're a little more aggressive at the plate. And a lot of those guys were were in the middle of a lineup where where they weren't there to walk they were there to drive rounds in they were there to drive ricky in yeah anyway sorry no no that's uh so this this one popped up i forget what i follow on i want to say it's uh i want to say it's maybe on twitter but it'll it'll just post randomly like a stat leader from a certain year yeah 1988 american league leaders stolen bases ricky henderson was playing for the yankees at the time Ricky Henderson led the league with 93 steals in 1988. That's insane. Second place in the American League, Gary Pettis, 44. I love that. He doubled <laughs> more, more than, than doubled. <laughs> and that's not even like, I mean, he had, I forget how many, he had, didn't he have like three seasons with over 100 yeah, or four something or something like that? Like that? Yeah. Um, anyway, those were a few things. Oh, uh, Ricky Henderson scored 615 runs. In his career, just in the first inning, <laughs> just in the first inning. Anyway, uh, the was, Ricky rally. If he didn't lead yeah. the game off, he has more leadoff game game leading off, not just lead on off knitting, leading off a game home runs. Then it, it's it's like three or four times more than anyone else ever. It might even be more than that. Is he's got like thirty of them or something like that? Is he? To leadoff hitters as Steph Curry is to three-point shooters. 100%. You'll never see another one like I, that's That's a perfect analogy for what I was trying to say earlier. I can't see I can't see someone with that kind of skill or with that kind of ability ever again. 
I mean, Ricky Henderson is a one of a kind player. Most runs all time, right? Um, most stolen bases all time. Mm-hmm. Most runs, most, most stolen bases, lead most leadoff home runs, most leadoff walks. Most, I mean, if it's a leadoff category, he did it. Yeah. He also led off for 30 years. Yeah. So, <laughs> but was unbelievable at it. Every, all, There's a reason the he did time. that. Yes. Um, so, Ricky's easy to put on there. He's the only guy that stole a thousand bases and he has 1,400. <laughs> I am putting – I also put Rock Rains. That's insane. Did you really? I also went Rock Rains. Holy here. cow. I didn't was not expecting you to have Rock on there. Rock Rains, even just the lore, we were growing up watching baseball, but, but more than anything, collecting baseball cards. Yeah. And you found out a lot about guys from collecting cards. Back of the card. Yeah. And, and Rock Rains was – I feel like they, they were always – they always use pictures of him stealing bases or yep. on your leading off or, or running, like just running just with his running. helmet off. His helmet's not there anymore. Yeah. Um, he had a little over 800 steals. He played for 23 seasons, first of all. So kind of like Ricky, I mean, he accumulated a ton mm-hmm. of steals. But the best thing about that was, and I think this is, it's number one or number two. I think it's number two all time. 84.7%. Stolen base rate. That's insane. What's Rick? Does anybody do you have Ricky's by chance? Um, did you write it down? Did I have it? Sorry, you keep going. I I'll look it up. I did uh, for some reason, but I, it was also interesting to see Lou Brock, who had 938 stolen bases, who's second, right? He's second behind. Yeah, second behind Ricky. <laughs> Lou Brock was the yeah 75.3 percent, which is way it's wow. like the 171st all time as far as stolen base percentage. Um, so I thought that was interesting. So I did not put him on there for that reason. I went Ricky Henderson, Rock Reigns. I, I, I struggled with, so I, I originally put Vince Coleman on there. I, I thought, first I thought Billy Hamilton, the actual, the old one, um, because I was surprised to see that there was a, a first Really fast Billy Hamilton. That's yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. That's why I had he. I think he held the record for like forty or fifty years or something like that. Um, and then I went to Vince Coleman. Just I was watching Vince Coleman videos for a little bit, and he he was at at eighty one percent. He had a really high percentage too. Uh, total was seven fifty two. But so Rock Reigns had eight hundred eight stolen bases in twenty three years. Vince Coleman had seven hundred fifty two. In 13. So in 10 less years, he had 56 less stolen bases. Wow. Um, so pretty, pretty impressive for Vince Coleman. I am going to go. I'm going to go with a guy I don't want to put on here, but I'm going Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb was probably the best, I guess, besides Billy Hamilton, <laughs> was the best base stealer in baseball for many 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 years he stole almost 900 he stole 897 bases totally different game back then of course but uh led the league six times i almost didn't put him on because he was also caught stealing the most in the league three times um that was um who was that ricky was 81 percent, 81 so right there with vince i'm going ricky rock reigns I'm going to go Ty Cobb for this reason. Researching this, I got into a 
to a, and this is going to take me into number four as well. I got into a little wormhole here that I, I purposely went down of stealing home. Most exciting thing in, in, in baseball. Have you ever seen somebody steal home? Uh, I mean, video of it, but I thought you were at a game when I stole home one time. Maybe I was trying to, I was trying to pat myself on the back. Ty Cobb is number three because he's stolen. He, by far the most, he stole home 54 times, 50 in his career, four times. Did I ever tell you one of my biggest pet peeves about people with baseball? What's that? I, I had a game. So this year the, the boys, uh, you know, drop third strike is then. So if you drop third strike, you have to throw down the first. So it's first year that's involved. We got stealing involved where we were playing two different leagues. And one of the leagues, you can still steal, but if you drop third strike, nope, he's out no matter what. You don't have to throw the ball. So I got a guy comes up very first game of the year, and he's like, or it's his second game of the year. And he says, hey, man, you know, we – we didn't really do the uh, the you know we're still stealing and and all that, but we didn't really do the stealing of home. I said, well, I'm not I'm not stealing home. There's no chance I'm stealing home. I said, you guys are probably pitching from the stretch every time anyway. I'm not. I would I'm not stealing home. He goes, oh, okay, cool. I said, now if the ball gets by the catcher, pass ball or wild pitch. I, I said, they'll come home. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like stealing home, we're not really doing that. Like if it gets by the catcher, they they can steal second or go to third. And I said. So, so purposely, without saying that's not stealing, I said, oh, no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. If the ball gets by the catcher, yeah, yeah, run. Second, third, yeah, we'll be coming home too, 100%. But we're not going to steal home. And this guy's mind looked like it was blown because I just told him in the same sentence that I was going to a not. It's not stealing home if the ball gets by the catcher. That's an error. That's a wild pitch or that's a pass ball. Yeah. You're scoring on a wild pitch or you're scoring on a pass ball. That's not stealing home. I told my kids, like, I, my kids are like, oh, I stole home. And I walk, no, boys, you did not steal home. I just want you guys to know, don't come around getting all excited. Like, oh, I stole home. You did not steal home. That's not how that works. Let me ask you this. You send the kid. Kid's on third, leading off, whatever. You see something in the pitcher or he's not paying any attention to him, whatever. You're like, I can steal home. Uh-huh. You send the kid. He starts going. He's stealing home. They throw home. Bad throw gets away. Is that a stolen? That's pitch? a stolen. You're stealing on the pitch. I, uh, yeah. I, no, no, because then it becomes a pass ball, right? I don't know. I'm asking. Man, that's a good question. I'm not a thousand percent sure on that. I'd have to see what the ruling would be. How you know if they're they're going on the pitch? I would say that's still a pass ball. I would say that that would either still be a wild pitch or a pass ball. So, because the pit, it's still a pitch. So, that, so if he drops it and he scores, I mean, if you're stealing second and the catcher drops the ball or the ball gets by, is that a stolen base a second? My question was going to be then if the throw down to – if you're stealing and the throw down to second. Well, that's different. The catcher better. is making a throw at you. So you're, you ran on the pitch, the catcher fielded it, and now he's throwing the ball. That pit, the pitch is done. If the pitch is not handled – whether it's a pass ball or it's a wild pitch, that's on the, that is something that happens on the pitch. Whereas if you overthrow second, the pitch is completed. Now you're making a throw. This is a second play. If the kid goes from third trying to steal home, the pitcher can step off and throw home, right? 
as long as depending on where he's at. I mean, if he, I've never stole home on somebody in the stretch. I've never done that. The only time I ever stole, I stole what? home always uh, from the windup. Why would anybody not be in the stretch with somebody on third base? Uh, because if you're more comfortable of pitching in pitching from the windup than you are from the stretch and you're more consistent that way, a lot of times that extra mechanic move, that's why, that's why, I mean, think you get a little more juice on it. You're getting a little more momentum movement. That's why pitchers start with nobody on base. Otherwise, they would just start from the stretch, which you do see a lot of guys doing now anyway. But that's where the windup comes in, right? You go from the windup, but it's a lot of movement. It's a lot of things. Once you start that, you cannot stop. Once you start the windup, you cannot stop. However, if a guy's on third, he can't steal second front on you or third on you, obviously, because he's already at third. And you're throwing the ball where he's going. So there are people who will then turn and go into the windup if they're more comfortable in the windup. But you still have to get a jump and have to, I mean, it's it, it it's still going to be a close play because he still just has to finish his momentum movements and he'll go a little faster and then throw home. So you started that by saying, did you say you've never stolen home off of someone in the windup? No, 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 no. Never stolen a home off somebody in the it's stretch. stretch. So bases loaded. That's why I Sometimes that. bases yeah. loaded guys will go into the one back into the windup if they're struggling. Or if there's a guy who ends up at third, if they've been struggling from the stretch, they'll move over to the one. I'm talking as a kid, man. This is, you know, 16, 15, 16, 17 years old. This is not, I don't, you know, it's not major league baseball. It's still 90 feet, but. If that makes sense. Ricky Henderson, Rock Reigns, Ty Cobb, my fourth. (laughs) My fourth is Chris Witt. The uh, worst, the worst the base dealer you'll ever. I've been thrown out more times on a base pass than anyone you've ever met. But you're the only person of anyone I've ever met that has stolen home three times in a season. I love telling people that. I, tell I love what. telling people. I love that. telling people. <laughs> my, my cousin stole home three times in a season. I am told how slow I am all the time, and because I am extremely slow, but I so I love to pre- to tell people that's that that particular thing. I love telling people that. And I'm talking, that was, that was the other thing. So I felt bad because I think I hurt my nephew's feelings one time. I might have told the story before, but I was at my dad's house and my sister came over after one of their games oh, and, and my nephew comes in and my sister is so excited. Oh my gosh. Owen scored the game winning run, uh, whatever, or something like that. Or, oh man, I said his name. That's okay. God love him. Well, that's so, not sco- his real name. Right. You, you, said the, you said the other name. So, he scored the game winning run. He stole home. And I was like, are you serious? You stole home? Me and my dad are looking at him. We're like, oh my God, I can't believe they would do that. That is unbelievable. And then I was like, what happened? Was he in the windup? Was the bases loaded? How, like, tell me how win. He goes, no. No, man, he threw it, and, and the ball got by the catcher, and I just took off home. And I was like, oh, you scored on pass ball. And I went like that. Me and my dad both kind of shrugged it off. My sister was so mad. Don't make my boy feel bad because, <laughs> like, well, you kind of blew it. You know, like, hold up now. This is this kind of a real thing here. You know what I mean? Official score-wise. Yeah, exactly. Because I talk about stealing home all the time, she wanted to make it a big deal about it. And it's like, no, hold on a second. When I did it. When I did it, I didn't wait until the ball got by the catcher. I stole as the pitcher was in his one was as he was moving. Yeah. And that's stealing a base, right? Not going on a pass ball. Yeah. 
Um, speaking of official score, so I was at uh, I was at Elder's baseball game the other day. Yeah, and tournament game, and uh, they play Lebanon. Kid from Lebanon, left-handed left-handed pitcher, Oof. didn't throw all that hard, but must have had had a bad angle. But had some junk. Must have had some real junk. So, um, fourteen strikeouts. Oh wow! They Lebanon beat Elder one nothing. Elder finished the game with one hit. It was not a hit. It was an error. Oh wow! Without question. Really? So the kid, the kid threw, the kid threw a, the kid threw a no hitter. A complete game no hitter against Elder. Beat him one nothing. The 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 most uh, the most prolific state championship winning baseball program in the state of Ohio. Yep. And he's not getting credit. He's not getting credit. What was I the mean, play? What was the play? So it was a it was a it was a soft ground ball to the second baseman. He charged it, picked it up, and bobbled it. Didn't didn't even end up making the throw because he he picked it up and was in a hurry to throw it. Yeah, but just kind of bobbled it and then came up and the and the kid. Give it. It was definitely and then so <laughs> the announcer at the game at the end of the game said, "Congratulations, Eleven Warriors, one nothing win." Uh, so and so complete game one hitter, and their their fans turn around in the stands. No, it's a no hit. They're yelling, they're screaming at the announcer. I'm just reading my book, man. I'm just telling you yeah. what it says in front of me. I don't know who was in charge of the official score, uh, or who was just. I guess whoever was operating the scoreboard maybe was the official score there. Yeah, I don't. I know, mean, yeah. I'm sure it would be technically play home book, right? I, I guess, and in a playoff game, I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know if there's a, an official there or how that works for the something like. Yeah. I can't imagine. I don't know. But anyway, I mean, they Lebanon school or baseball thing on Twitter posted that he pitched a complete game no hitter. Really? That he pitched a no hitter. Yeah. Uh, but the scoreboard all game long, it was third inning, second or third inning. Really? Third inning, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that was interesting. Either way, they're going on to play again, so that's all that really matters. But that kid, he's a junior, left-handed kid, not not a huge kid or anything, but uh, pitched a really good game. Hmm. Anyway, not getting credit for the no-hitter. Okay, that's it. You're, my, you're, you're fourth on my Mount Rushmore. Not number four. You're just one it. of the four. I love it. That's awesome. All right, that's a stinker. We got- <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, really quick before we end this. So I told you I went down a little thing on stealing home. Yes. Babe Ruth stole home 10 times in his career. Wow. Well, Babe Ruth was a truly athletic human being. Again, reminds me a lot of Shaq. When people think of Babe Ruth and when people think of Shaq, they think of just these large human beings that don't move real well and all that stuff, right? No. Like Babe Ruth early in his career was an athlete. And just like Shaq early in his career was probably the best athlete on the floor on any given night. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Harper's first career stolen base was of home when he was 19 years old. Really? That is a cool stat. Jackie Robinson pretty famously stole home in game one of the 1955 World, World Series. Series. Yep. One of the most popular baseball photos probably mm-hmm. uh, sliding in there. Omar Vizquel stole home at 41 years old. Are you kidding me? That is, that is cool. The one that blew me away. 
I had I didn't realize Paul Molitor was such a base stealer. Oh man, Paul Molitor, I think he was a 30-30 guy one year. I believe you're right. And he stole home 10 times in his career. Really? Yeah. I wish we had I I, I don't think I've ever been at a major league. I oh, I'll tell you, I have never been to a game where somebody stole home. Yeah. I'm sure I probably haven't either. It's very rare. It is. Benny the Jet Rodriguez from the Sandlot. He did it. He did it. Just watched that the other night. <laughs> nice. Parker, my son, is having a birthday party uh, in a week. His birthday is on Tuesday of this week. He's having a birthday party after it, the weekend after. Wait, it was Tuesday? No, it's the Tuesday coming this up. Coming yeah. So uh, the birthday party is Sandlot themed. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Super cool. Very cool. I mean, it's it's like number 10 on my list of baseball movies. It's not even like top five for me, but still a very cool movie. That's pretty big, and I man. love that as a theme for that's it's that low, huh? I think so. Wow. I, I like it. Sandlot is I think I, I think we did that. Sandlot was on the Mount Rushmore mod. Yeah. Yep. I think rookie of the year, Sandlot, Field of Dreams. I don't remember what the last one was, but there's no question. Field of Dreams is the greatest baseball movie ever made. Yeah, it, it's. I have a hard time because I love The Natural so yeah, much. Yeah, you were the natural guy. The Natural is a good one. That's the one. The Natural is the uh, is the feller who was told he should never throw again, and then he's goes through high school. He's coaching high school, and then he he no. cooks it up a little bit. Well, oh, that's, that's rookie. rookie. That's the rookie. What's yeah. oh the Natural is oh Robert, my god, it's Robert Redford, Redford with. Uh, what's the bat? What's the name of the bat? Uh, Wonder bat? Boy. Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy. Yeah. Wonder Boy. I love that so much. So yeah, it's it's I right forgot, there. I those totally two, the natural. Those two are, are my favorites. Bull Durham's way up there too. Oh, Bull Durham. I think Bull Durham would be, definitely be on mine. Hundred yeah. percent. It's one of the first DVDs I ever bought. Nice. Was Bull Durham. I joined a DVD club. <laughs> Remember those back in the yeah. day? And. uh and that was one of the, you know, you bought like, you buy three DVDs and we'll give you 27 for free. And I was like, <laughs> I'm in for that. Like the CD ones, you buy, yeah. you buy 10 or whatever yeah, for the same thing. somehow yeah. or something. Yep. You buy nobody, 10 for, yep. nobody ever paid for them. Yeah. I don't know. You just got a bunch of music and DVDs all the time. I'm like, <laughs> all right. But the problem was after that, then they start sending them to you and they're 30 bucks a pop. <laughs> yeah. There's always some way. It's mm-hmm. some scam. Yep. Anyway. I love I, I love that sandlot. I want to see some pictures from the sandlot theme. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. We'll make it happen. All right. Let's go on, Chris. All right. To Miss Christina P. All right. Christina P. Christina Pajitsky. I, I think is what is that what it is? I was finishing this up as you walked into the house today. So I got to hear the end twice. That's right. Nice. Uh, this is on Netflix. It's called Mom Jeans, G-E-N-E-S. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, for comedy fans, most people are going to know that Christina P. is Tom Segura's wife. Um, but she and she mentions him several times in this thing. And but she has been in comedy for a very, very long time, probably as long as he has. Uh, and she has developed herself as a comedian just as well. Now, Tom Segura is one of the top comedians in in the country now i would say and um i bet their house is so bland i bet like you go to their house and it's not funny in any way shape or form i bet they're totally different at home maybe 
I, there's no chance. They are 100% <laughs> hilarious. I don't listen to half the stories she tells bet, in yeah. this thing. <laughs> I bet Tom is really funny all the time. Even sometimes when he doesn't, he doesn't even want to be. Yeah, like when he breaks his arm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, so she did uh, did talk a lot about her home. They have two boys, and it's a, a pee fest apparently all yep. over the place. She can go tell whose pee it is at this point, and uh, I love that. There's a lot of uh, she. She talks a lot. Obviously, the title's mom gene. She talks a lot about being a mom. Talks a lot about her. Talks a little bit about her mom. Her mom was schizophrenic and uh, all kinds of mental Crazy. health stuff. Yeah, um, but anyway, she. I, I, Chris, I thought this was really good. I thought this was really good. She, I've seen her on their podcast. They do a, they have a huge podcast. Her and Tom do uh, called Your Mom's House. Massive following, and uh, and it's 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 huge. She's pretty funny on that. But sitting next to one of the funniest people in the world, <laughs> it's, I love his little laugh. That, yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's she is she would be funny on her own, I believe. Oh, she is. I just watched it. Yeah. I mean, if they never met. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think she would still be if she was in comedy and she was developing her, her stand up for this many years. She would still be really good. I'm sure she's boosted by being around another really, really funny human being all the time. Oh, yeah. So um, having said that, I, I uh, oh. Wrote a few things down. Uh, she talked about being an '80s mom. Yeah, an '80s mom being a little more, uh, a little more rough around. I the love, edges I love. The, yeah, uh, I got a helmet for my sons when they ride their bike because I'm a good mom. And every time they wear it, I'm like, you. <laughs> uh, her Sesame Street stuff. The Sesame Street really stuff. Is so great. Oscar the Grouch is now in a recycling bin, <laughs> and she's talking about the the Julia, who's the little autistic thing and uh, puppet, and and uh, well, I had to look up some words that she did today. Like one of them was uh, what she called uh, Ernie and Bert. They're still not gay, but they're polyamorous. Or polyamorous. polyamorous. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what that is. I had to look that one up. There's a couple of those. Oh. When she when she said I'm married and it's not even fun because he's a uh, whatever it is it's a it's a guy who knows that you or it's somebody who knows what sexual preference you are or something like that and it's normal for I don't know what was it called a cisgender cisgender that's what he I have a normal cisgender yeah. husband that's what it was I was like what is cisgender I don't even yeah. know what this that's so just where is this strange. world that I can't you can't just be this is so crazy anyway so i thought that was funny she was really good with the 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 sesame street stuff that was good that was really good uh it made me laugh when she said i don't ever want to hear about the triathlon you're training for (laughs) 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 just that line period she had a whole whole you know a few minutes on whatever but um and then her lou holtz (laughs) impression (laughs) was so and it started with you could never put a they would never put a woman on TV that looked like looked as ugly as Lou Holtz. <laughs> and she did his lisp and everything. Oh my gosh, that was really <laughs> um <laughs> uh I liked I liked this whole thing. 
I mean, I, I laughed out loud a couple times and, and she, I just liked a lot of her stuff. There was, there were a few jokes that I was like, hmm, that wasn't that good. The detard, the detard joke didn't hit. And then she, you could tell she felt slightly uncomfortable at the moment because she started laughing really hard and said, that's my favorite joke. And like, there was a whole bunch of people and, she's like, <laughs> and you know, you're going to go home and be like, oh, Cynthia has, has been detarded. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. A couple of things didn't, um, I, I'm, I, I know zero about fashion, but I hated her what she was wearing for some reason. I hated her outfit. I don't know why that stood out to me. As soon as as she came out, I was like, oh, that's a terrible outfit. What are you wearing, woman? Yeah, it was really bright pink. I don't know. It just, I thought it fit weird or something. I don't, there was the whole thing. I was like, gosh, don't wear that. Um, That's it. I gave this, you've already written yours down. I've already written mine down. I gave this a 4.1. So I thought this was, uh, I thought this was fun because it was a lot about like the the 80s mom part to start that off, off the beginning of the podcast was, or podcast special couldn't have been any better. I was locked in from that exact moment because I love hearing people talk about their kids and how kids annoy them and the good things and bad things. And then talk about what you want to do with kids and what you, you know what I mean? Cause it's the way that we were raised. And uh, those are all fun. So, I, I mean, everything else you said, this lady was hilarious. I gave it a 4.4. 4. Oh, okay. I was super, this, I laughed the entire, I watched this in like three different segments because I had, my life is broken up into three different segments <laughs> all the time now. So, but uh, that was, oh my God, it, this was good. This was really, really good. She's, that girl is, I'd like to go back and see what I gave. Uh, balls or whatever the one that Tom Segura just did was ball hog. I think ball hog. I'd like to see what I gave that because I don't think it's near. I don't think it's as good as that, but I think it's right there with it. Nice. Yep. Yeah. yeah I, I that was really good. I was glad I got to see her. I, I think I've seen like clips here and there, but I've never really seen a full set of hers. Yeah, I don't, I've never seen a full set. Yeah, for sure. All right. So. That does it here. Uh, we have to pick a, a Mount Rushmore for next week. We have to pick comedy special for next week. Uh, you alluded to. Uh, I think we both did. We both we both kind of said something that kind of foreshadowed. I don't know what yours is, but you know what mine is about. Yeah. Um, so. You want to go first? Go ahead. All right. Uh, I'll start comedy off. We are going to do. We've talked about this man on the podcast a lot. One of the first thing. One of one of the first stand-up comedians I ever went and saw live and uh, definitely the biggest show. It was at Xavier and one of the worst shows I've ever seen in my entire life. He got in a fight with the audience with an audience member literally came up there and he held the microphone behind his back and just argued with a guy. Nobody could hear it. It was terrible. (laughs) This is the worst thing ever. Uh, But we're going to give it a try, even though that we did watch the, preview and it wasn't that great with the chicken wing joke we're gonna go i'm giving you another try because some of his stuff is so hilarious you can't i can't i'm i want to pee when i'm laughing so hard i'm sorry if you heard that (laughs) if you heard that you know who it is cat williams world war three just came out a week or two ago cat is back i love cat williams pimping 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 i love him that is on uh, Netflix, correct? This is on Netflix. That is correct. 
World War Three, Catherine Williams. Um, all right, so I'm I'm going with something old, Catherine. Uh, that uh, I'm pretty sure we have not done this. Please tell me if you think we have. Okay, we're going to go the Mount Rushmore of movie sequels. Whoa, this is a good one. Okay, okay. Mount Rushmore movie sequels. Let me say this. To me, I think I think anything after one is eligible. You can go. You can put Toy Story oh, yeah, four yeah. on there. Sure, yeah, yeah. No, not I, necessarily the second you, sequel though. Just another another one. Another, another one. one. It's That's like right, uh, DJ Khaled's in the house. Another. Have you heard a DJ Khaled song lately? It's the most annoying thing in the world. <laughs> I was never. He used to be back in the day when he was first producing beats, and he'd do something like in the late, early two thousands. It was just like. DJ Khaled in the background or whatever, and then it would start. Now it's constant throughout it. Constant. <laughs> I don't keep up with any new music at all, so yeah. I don't hear it, but uh, I'm I'm glad I don't. All right, so movie sequels. I'm into it. Movie sequels. I've got two off the top of my head. Yeah, I've got a couple. Too. Right now, I'm going to have... This is going to be tough because like people always talk about how there's nothing ever better than the first and stuff like that. There's some that are, there's some really good movie sequels out there. I've got two easy right away uh, for me too. Two off the top of my head. One, I bet I got one. I'm, I see, I don't know that this is a, a genre of, of movie that you're into. Hmm. So I bet we have at least one difference. Gunsmoke the movie. I wish they had a Gunsmoke the movie. <laughs> That'd be so great. Marshall Taylor. Marshall Taylor, is that his name? No, Matt. Matt was the Marshall. Yeah. Matthew. Matt, uh, was it Matt Taylor? Marshall Taylor? Matherin. Matt Matherin. Matt. Hey, Matt, when Doc was on there. Doc, they had Doc on. on oh, speaking smoke. of Doc, that's one of mine. Uh -huh, here we go. Uh, that's a good one. There's a lot, dude. There's a, quite a few movies with that that this is going to go well with. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be better than the first. It just has to be a really good movie that also happens to be after the first. And this is, of course, going to be so subjective because nobody agrees on movies to begin with. Yeah, you're right there. But uh, it, it, yeah, your your four favorite movies that happened that were sequels of some kind that were after the first movie. All right, that sounds good. So we've got sequels. We got Cat Williams, World War Three. We're going to have, uh, we will officially be in the NBA finals. Yeah. When we come back. So that'll be fun. We can kind of uh, talk about the NBA finals a little bit. And I don't know, man, maybe something else fun will happen. Yep. Until then, don't forget to turn your headlights on.